Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh present Inside the Nest. A weekly look inside Kennesaw State football. Cooper takes the snap and drops the throw. Here comes the pressure. Airs it far side. It is batted away and picked off in the end zone. The Owls have won it in overtime. Bust out the plank. It was Bryson Armstrong and the Owls in the wildest game in their history. Hold off the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 60-52. to And now let's go inside the nest. Inside the Nest, presented by HelloFresh, and here we are at week 10. It's the Owls and Campbell coming up this weekend. That is going to be a tough one. That's up at Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Campbell, of course, in their second year here in Big South play and their second year of scholarship football, and we'll talk more about Campbell here in a little bit. Right now, much as we don't necessarily want to, we look back at, Nathan, what I feel, oh, I should introduce us, Brian hey. Giffen, Nathan McCreary, <laughs> as usual, your soldiers of podcast here to bring you the latest insights from Kennesaw State University football. It pains me to some degree to look back at it, but there's a silver lining in some respects, Nathan. You right. know, sometimes some of the most painful elements in your life also teach you the most valuable lessons. And I think that applies a little bit to what happened to the Owls on Saturday as they were, in effect, blown out on their own field in a significant, huge game by a rival within the conference, Monmouth, a team they had owned for four years. Monmouth, to me, just looked far more ready to play, far more fired up, and as Coach Bohannon alluded to, and we'll hear from him a little bit, greater sense of purpose coming in here. The post-game conversation with Coach Bohannon was outplayed, outcoached, and that's I think, was was obvious to those, those of us who watched. It's not that they have better athletes. It's no. not that they were even more prepared. It's just whatever took place on the field. And we kind of talked about that last week's podcast. It's going to happen on the field, and it certainly did. The penalties were fairly low for Kennesaw State. You didn't have a lot of turnovers. You didn't have any turnovers for the Owls. You had the one pick six. that, But at that point, you'd already given up 21 points in the second quarter. 28 points allowed to Monmouth there in that second quarter going into the halftime down big. You expect the Owls to respond. Their defense did. They allowed 14 points in the second half. The Owls matched that, but it was just that first half deficit. Really the second quarter. Yeah, there's a second quarter that you just could not overcome. I was really impressed, and, and again, we alluded to it last week. The defense for Monmouth was so much more improved. The quickness they're tackling. They didn't miss many tackles, and our wide receivers and our running backs were outmatched on yeah. the edge blocking. Yeah, and that showed a couple of times. You know, when I spoke to Coach this morning, and again, we'll get his comments on the game here in a moment. But when I spoke to Coach this morning, he you know, he always gives you the generally speaking. There's three, four, five plays in a game that can really swing the balance right. of that game. And he made the point that there were probably 12 or 15 of them in this one, and a good majority of those did happen in the second quarter. Missed tackle on 92-yard mm-hmm. touchdown. Receiver open but thinks Daniel's going to run on the pass that winds up being picked and returned for a touchdown. Bad decision. Such a pivotal play, I should yeah. say, in the game. 
because you feel like, and I felt like calling it, and you probably felt the same way over on television right there. Okay, you're down 24 to 7. You've got the ball back. You got a couple minutes left in the second quarter. If you can go down the field, get seven points, you're going to get the ball to open the right. second half, and you've got an opportunity to fight your way into the game, turn the momentum into your favor. That makes that pick six to me the largest of all of those 10, 12, whatever it was, 15 plays. Yeah, we actually did exactly say that. And this team responds. We know what they do during the second half. You get the football back. You drive down. You change the tempo. You grab hold of the controllables. And then that pick six happens, and you realize not only Kennesaw State was down big, they weren't playing particularly well, that was just an absolute gut punch, and yeah. the crowd felt it. It took the crowd out of it. I saw students leaving at that point. It was a pivotal play and not a good decision by Daniel David. He's better than that, and, and I think that you don't throw the ball very often, but when you do, you got to be very, very decisive and very diligent about when you're throwing the ball, and that was just a poor decision. Daniel, in the big pictures, had a very good year for yep. the Owls. Didn't have a particularly good day Saturday, but heck, most of the team didn't have a particularly good day Saturday. Tommy Bryant actually came in and kind of gave the offense a little bit of energy. This is not at all a slight to Daniel because Daniel, again, has earned the role that he's in and is a leader on this team. But it is good to see, with Daniel being a fifth-year senior and a guy that's going to be gone after this year, it's good to see how good a shape the offense is in with the hands of Tommy. You know, we've seen a little bit of X, Xavier mm -hmm. Shepard. We mm -hmm. also saw at least a tiny bit of Jonathan Murphy. So the quarterback position appears to be in pretty good hands for the foreseeable future. And I think that's a silver lining. We did get to see Tommy, even in dire and adverse circumstances, come in and play well. Yeah, and you do. And I, I've heard a lot of mumbling and grumbling about well here we go the offense has been figured out and yeah. and you know not as good as last year well let's like, take a look at the numbers from 18 and this year right now Kennesaw State is averaging about 46 percent on third down conversions they were 50 percent last year not a whole lot we've seen a little bit of difference yeah. there but the one you look at is the offensive yardage and total offense Kennesaw State last year in total offense had 454 yards per game uh, last season. That's at the end of the season. So far this year, they're averaging 449. Yeah. So you're talking marginal numbers. Yeah. They've had less interceptions. They've had fewer fumbles lost. They've had more tackles for loss. Monmouth just came in here, and they bullied the Owls a little bit on their home field, and I think it's because four years previous, the Owls have gone up there and here on Fifth Third Bank Stadium and smacked them around, and they weren't going to let it happen again. They were well prepared. I thought Coach Callahan said, this was our game to come out and show what we're trying to do and establish culture, and it was a big game for them. Here are Coach Bohannon's thoughts, as we promised on the game, and they're going to sound familiar based on what we've been saying. Obviously, anytime you have a loss, the only thing I know to do is go back to work and get back at it. You look at the game from last Saturday, I think, you know, you look at a Monmouth football team that uh, we've beaten on a regular basis, senior-laden team, and their purpose and cause was greater than ours. There was no two ways about it. When you watch the tape, there's a lot of things that happen, but they came with more purpose and cause than we did. I told our guys, you win during the week with the way you prepare and willing to bet you, and I think Coach Callahan said it, they probably had the two best days of practice they've had in the history, the 27-year history of Monmouth football. Kennesaw State's got to match that. It just is what it is. We got to come ready to practice. I told our guys, you can't cheat preparation. You miss a step here, I'm going to be lazy on this rep shows up in a game. And uh, that's all of us. That's not just the kids. It's the coaches. It's everybody. 
the game Saturday was about a lot of little things turning into big things, bottom line. And then learning how to handle adversity or when things aren't going your way, I think is a big part of it as well. The difference in being ready and being freaking with a cause are very different to me. Like, I don't think we were not ready. It wasn't like we didn't show up, if that makes sense. We showed up. We didn't play with the purpose and cause that they did. And then it dominoed on us in the second quarter. But when I say we were ready to play, it wasn't like we no-showed. You know, I mean, you look early in the game, you got two, three and outs. We don't do enough with the ball, get a field goal. And still, it's everything's in balance. So I don't think it was that. But there's no question they had more purpose and cause than we did. But no doubt about that. Coach Bohannon kind of, again, talking about the same things we did. Here we are with Campbell right around the corner. And going back, Nathan, to that whole point about sometimes the most valuable lessons in life are the most painful lessons in life. This is where, okay, how do you respond? And we're going to get into that more in the next segment. Yeah, and I think adversity always reveals character and culture. This is an adverse situation for Kennesaw State. You are now second behind Monmouth and actually really second behind Campbell at this at point the moment, yeah. at the moment for that Big South title. How are you going to respond? You've got some young kids on this team. The OGs are gone. The leadership is a different establishment. And so we'll see how they respond. I think because of the culture here and we've been around these young men this entire season, I think they're going to respond well. Again, we will have a whole lot more coming up for you on this week's Inside the Nest. Coming up next, both BJ and Nathan will have our Owl Spotlight segments. Those will come your way in the second piece of this week's Inside the Nest podcast. And we remind you that Inside the Nest is brought to you by HelloFresh. We return with more right after this. You're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. If you've been wondering what could solve your dinner dilemma or ever wanted to try out the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh will be there during home games to talk about healthy eating and sustainability. Our brand ambassadors will have example menu cards for our typical recipes and also feature specialty diets such as keto, gluten-free, and vegan. If you've been wondering what the keto diet is or perhaps how meal kits help the environment, we've got all the answers. We'll have a special discount if you find the HelloFresh is right for you. Come learn about healthy eating with HelloFresh. Fans will have more reason to be excited at kickoff this season as Kennesaw State will host a free tailgate, live music, and a variety of food trucks for each game at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Prior to every home game, fans can get ready for game day with Owl Town, a free tailgate that begins three hours prior to kickoff. Located at the Owl's Nest, off Busby Drive, across from the Gold Lot, Owl Town provides a fun and festive atmosphere for all ages. Owl Town will feature live music, a variety of vendors, and there will be inflatable fun for kids. Get there early because thanks to JD's Barbecue, Owltown has free food to the first 200 fans. Alcohol, soft drinks, and water will be available for sale. Owltown closes 30 minutes prior to kickoff, but KSU is excited to announce the addition of food trucks inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Every home game fans can add local and unique flavors to their game day experience. Kennesaw State football, the gold standard. Tommy taking it left following blockers. Touchdown, Tommy Bryant. So the Owls answer the Monmouth drive and do so quickly. Two-yard touchdown run by Tommy Bryant. Inside the Nest is brought to you by HelloFresh. BJ and Nathan have our Owl Spotlight segments. 
Brandon Joseph here with Shaq Terry and Shaq. We'll get right into business. You know, last week was tough, and I think everybody knows that. How do you feel that you guys, as a team, as a unit, are responding? Uh, we're responding pretty good. We're just trying to get a sour taste out of our mouth right now. And not a good thing to lose a game, but it's a good thing to know that, you know, you have those feelings that, hey, we don't need to be in those situations. We are better than that as a team to know that that's under what you guys need to be. That's not performing at a Kennesaw State level. I mean, with all that going on, we know that we can't, we cannot cheat the process, and we gotta come out here every day and just prepare the way we uh, prepare every day. And we can't just co- go out there and expect somebody to just roll over and give us anything. That's not the case at all. And coach said that one thing that he has driven home this week was you have to expect as a team that you're going to get everybody's best effort. Kennesaw State, and it's a good thing. You're a benchmark for opposing teams. With that said, you get a Camel team, a Camel team that's performing very well this year in the Big South. What are you guys expecting from a Camel team? Pretty much the same thing we expected from uh, Mama. Well, we didn't expect it from them, but we feel like they'll come out with somewhat of the same game, the game plan that they had because they think that was – Take it to their advantage. Use it for their advantage. I feel like we'll overcome anything that's thrown at us, and we'll be ready come Saturday. That's a lot of uh, on-the-field knowledge from you. We want to get to know you away from football. So the first question, have you always been a running back, or were you one of the guys in growing up you played, played other positions? Uh, growing up, I played multiple positions, man. I used to play the offensive lineman if I had to. I played D-line. I also played linebacker, too. I can also get back there and play some DBU. And, of course, you see my talent on the offensive side. I can, I can throw the ball also. I can do a little bit of everything if you put me in a position to. So if not a running back, what would your position of choice be? I'll probably be playing DB. I'll be playing DB right now. Do you ever want to go out there and show those guys in the defensive back how it's done? I really want it to. I really want to, though. <laughs> Growing up, who was your favorite team? Favorite team to watch, uh, pro team or college team? College. I, you know, I grew up in Alabama. Uh, Tuscaloosa was only – a couple miles down the road, so Alabama was my uh, my team that I rooted for growing up. So that team that when you got Madden or something, what the team you're playing with and players you were playing with on Madden growing up? I didn't play too many video games growing up like that, man. Didn't it wasn't my interest. What were your interests growing up? I liked to act. I was into theater things. Uh, I liked to act. I liked to sing and do other things outside of just football wise. A renaissance man, so acting-wise. So some of the f- favorite actors growing up, and most importantly, I think this will draw a line for a lot of people's favorite movie. Oh, man, when it comes to favorite movie, jeez. I have tons of favorite movies, but if I can just name it right off the back, I'll probably say either a movie uh, called Woodland or Remember the Titans. Both of those are football-related uh, movies. That's awesome. So what are some of the things, you know, in, through your studies or, you know, on the football field, what are some of the things that you feel that you have garnered, some of the wisest knowledge that you've gotten in your life? Some of the wise knowledge that I gained on the field is control what you can control and I always come out here and be ready every day because you never know when this game can be taken away from you. Don't take nothing for granted. You big on the social media, or are you just one of those guys that you don't need it? You don't need the you don't need the Twitters, the Instagram. I mean, I ain't into social media like that, but I'm on there. I see what's going on in the world and everything, but I'm not just no big guy, social media freak. That's not me at all. So, if you can travel one place in the world, any place in the world, where would it be and why? It'll probably be. Italy. I love the the scenery. I love everything about it. I want to go 
somewhere out the country and just get a different vibe and you know, see different things that i never seen before. So 10 years from now, we're going to find you off the coast of uh, Sicily, just yeah. hanging out, having a good time? Yeah, you'll catch me somewhere in Italy, man. <laughs> That's awesome, Shaq Terry. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Nathan McCurry here with Kennesaw State's cornerback coach, Darius Safford. And, Coach, coming from Douglasville, getting a chance to coach here in Kennesaw, close to home, do you have a lot of family that get to come out to the games? I do. I do. I absolutely love it. The fact of proximity, you know, my mom, my aunts, brothers, nephews, I can continue down the list. But it almost gets to a point every home game where I'm asking for extra tickets, which is a great thing, um, being in the proximity so close a factor in why I took the job. Coach Bohan has always talked about recruiting the state. Talk about the talent pool that is Georgia. Oh, it's, it's so heavy and it's so rich in the state of Georgia. First off, the high school coaches do a great job of developing these young men and getting them in a position to be successful. But to get to a point where you're at FCS school in Metro Atlanta, you got a lot of schools from outside the southern part of the states to come down and try to grab a few of our kids. So, you know, just trying to hang on to the home state making sure they want to stay home, stay close, successful program and what we have here at Kennesaw State. It's a battle, but I love it. And a lot of young men do choose to stay close to home, which is great. Well, you were a grad assistant at Georgia Southern and then spent some time at Mercer. What do you think that experience, getting to know some of those coaches in the South, will bring to Kennesaw State? Oh, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. When y'all go down the list of guys that I know from a network standpoint, start with Coach Willie Fritz, who's at Tulane, now head coach. If I want to backtrack, the guy I played for, Jeff Munkin, who's at Army, and got in ties of how it became a GA at Georgia Southern. The second year, Tyson Summers at Colorado State, defensive coordinator. Just a long list of guys, and along with the assistants he brought on, you know, during my time at Georgia Southern. Then Bobby Lamb at Mercer, who's a well-known name as far as that last name in the state of Georgia. I'm forever thankful for those guys for giving me opportunities. But I know Coach Bo will do the same with how he's done here with his staff and the guys that he know around the country. Let's look at what happened with Mammoth coming so, in. Mammoth was a tough loss. How's the practice been this week? It's been great, starting with Monday, you know, kind of owning up to the mistakes that we made. You know, guys owning up in the meet room. Coach, I should have done better here. I should have done better there. But we kind of emphasize to our guys that it starts with practice. And, you know, saying that and how it correlates from Saturday against Mammoth to the previous practice week, and you can see the mistakes that we made. You know, you can go back and watch the practice film. So, however, coming into this week, those guys own up to those mistakes, understand that everything starts right here at practice. You cannot cheat preparation. Right. It's absolutely amazing when you put it all together and the fact that we go from Monday to Thursday and how important it is to kind of retool things on Friday and finalize everything to get ready for Saturday. You, you understand how much important how important it is to us. So it was great. With a loss to Monmouth, Kennesaw State doesn't control their own destiny unless another team loses. Does that change your focus at all? No, sir. No, sir. Even during the game against Monmouth, I always told my guys, the defense, the special team guys, we just got to worry about ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, let everything else, the outside factors, take care of what it is. God has a plan for us. The football guys has a plan for us. We just got to make sure we take care of our business because if we don't, then we will be in a world of trouble and we're going to need even more help. So right now, we're not in a position that we want to be in, but we still have our goals right there at reach. So we just got to make sure we take care of business. You do have a game Saturday, another Big South Conference game against the Campbell Camels, a team that is pretty efficient at passing the ball. What do you know about this team? Very athletic on the perimeter from a receiver standpoint. They're very deep. Got a transfer from Georgia Southern who has an opportunity to showcase his skills. Got an athletic quarterback who can scramble around and extend plays to get the ball in these athletic guys' hands. So we just got to make sure we do our job one play at a time, eliminate the big plays, and as long as we execute, communicate, take care of our responsibility, at the end of the day, I feel good about the position we'll be in. 
what are some keys you think the defense needs to have come out at the end of the game, go, okay, here's where keys, here's what we got to accomplish to win this game? The main key is it's pretty simple. We just got to come out and finish. If you go back to the Monmouth game, we started out fast. You know, then we kind of let our foot off the gas because we got two, three and outs right back to back. And when adversity hits, how are we going to respond? Another two things. So finish, and then how are we going to respond to adversity? When the challenge meet, what are we going to do when our back's against the wall? And I think the test from this past Saturday is hope we prevails on this upcoming Saturday, and we're going to do a hell of a job. One thing that uh, outside of football, kind of outside of football, is plank. Have you ever experienced anything at Georgia Southern or Mercer or even West Georgia? Have you experienced anything so organic as Plank and guys getting to celebrate with that thing? Not even close. Not even close. Talking to Tanner Jones, who apparently found Plank in Florida somewhere, brought it up here to Kennesaw State University. Never have I ever experienced anything like it. You know, you got people with the turnover chains and it's becoming an out prominent across the country. But with the Plank, it's very unique. The fact that we dress up this board, okay? This two-by-four board, bringing the outwalks and so on and so forth, away trips. I mean, he probably has a better room than I do. But the glory about it is the fact to see our guys so excited, you know, when we get a turnover, to run over and grab plank, to hang it up in the air, you know, and celebrate with each other. It's a great thing to be a part of. All right, one last thing is me being on the sidelines, I get a chance to be close to the team during plays happen. You are one of the most vocal coaches on the field, even when the play's progressing. Where do you get that energy from? Where does your voice come from? Uh, that's a great question as far as where my voice comes from, but I'm very extremely passionate about this game. It's all organic. I kind of block everything out, be in between the white lines, and just try to put my guys in a position to be successful. You know, I don't want to yell too much out there to get them confused or, or rattled in a sense or uncomfortable. Um, I think the guys are comfortable with my style of coaching, and they kind of trust me in the sense that I still trust them. But if I dissect the offensive play before they do, whether it's the basic thing, whether it's run or pass, you know, just communicating that from a defensive back standpoint, defensive standpoint, benefits us on Saturday to play fast. So anything I can do to help the team, whether it's my energy, being vocal, I'm all in for it. All right, sounds good. Thanks for joining us, Coach. Thank you. All right, more Inside the Nest when we return, brought to you by HelloFresh. If you've been wondering what could solve your dinner dilemma or ever wanted to try out the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh will be there during home games to talk about healthy eating and sustainability. Our brand ambassadors will have example menu cards for our typical recipes and also feature specialty diets such as keto, gluten-free, and vegan. If you've been wondering what the keto diet is or perhaps how meal kits help the environment, we've got all the answers. We'll have a special discount if you find the HelloFresh is right for you. Come learn about healthy eating with HelloFresh. Fans will have more reason to be excited at kickoff this season as Kennesaw State will host a free tailgate, live music, and a variety of food trucks for each game at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Prior to every home game, fans can get ready for game day with Owl Town, a free tailgate that begins three hours prior to kickoff. Located at the Owl's Nest, off Busby Drive, across from the Gold Lot, Owl Town provides a fun and festive atmosphere for all ages. Owl Town will feature live music, a variety of vendors, and there will be inflatable fun for kids. Get there early because thanks to JD's Barbecue, Owltown has free food to the first 200 fans. Alcohol, soft drinks, and water will be available for sale. Owltown closes 30 minutes prior to kickoff, but KSU is excited to announce the addition of food trucks inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Every home game fans can add local and unique flavors to their game day experience. Kennesaw State football, the gold standard. Bahar in the gun, takes the snap, looks down the field, pressure comes backside, down goes Bahar, back at the 11-yard line. Desmond Scott, 
the big guy got him from the backside, and Bahar and company have thrown it in reverse the first two plays here. And we're back inside the nest, brought to you and presented by HelloFresh. We remind you, it's the owls and the fighting camels of Campbell University at Barker Lane Stadium in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Coming up Saturday, that is a 1 o'clock kickoff, which puts us on the air on radio with pregame coverage at 12.30 p.m. We will have that on 12.30 a.m. on the a.m. dial, that is, and 106.3 FM, as well as the TuneIn app and WFOM.radio.net. That's an interesting setup up there. Obviously, Nathan, I used to go there when I was the voice at Butler University because Campbell, which transitioned over to the Big South and scholarship football from the Pioneer Football League right. a couple of years ago, is relatively new football program. They started, I think they're in their 10th or 11th year. I may be wrong yeah. on that. But obviously, they started as a non-scholarship, and they struggled even at that level the first several years. In fact, over their years in the PFL, they really didn't have too many winning records. But as they've transitioned to scholarship football, there's a much higher level of energy over there. They've redone the stadium. Yep. They've kind of fixed everything up. It was really a temporary stadium before. It was all aluminum seating. And believe it or not, the press box was like a mobile home on stilts. Which you like. So, You're comfortable Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. That's, that's right up my alley, <laughs> so to speak. But the point is, though, there's a renewed and a very exciting renewed energy around their program and they've responded well as they've transitioned over I mean they lost to North Alabama on the road by a point this last week but they had won like six consecutive games a program record prior to that so this week isn't going to be any easier than last and you got to go over there and dot some I's cross some T's and yeah. come out of that tunnel ready to play right away Mike Minner's a good hire he's yeah. a good good football coach good football mind and he's going to have that team ready to play and they recognize that they've got everything they need in front of them to win the Big South. Remember, North Alabama is not a full member of yeah. the Big South. It doesn't count in the conference standings. So they have one loss on the season to Kennesaw State's two and Monmouth's two. So they have Kennesaw State and Monmouth still to play. Two ranked teams as Monmouth jumped into yeah, the top 19. 25. Yeah, they jumped up to yeah, 19th and some, 20 and others. And Kennesaw State drops to 11 in the poll. So Campbell has a lot still to play for. Just because they lost to North Alabama doesn't mean anything. They had trouble with North Alabama's defense, and, and we saw that that defense flew around, did the Lions defense against Kennesaw early State early in the game. They did some good things. They had trouble passing the ball. They kind of did running by committee. They settled for field goals instead of touchdowns. And I think that Kennesaw State, their mind has to be right going in there. This season is not over. Campbell is a very good team. They still have to play Monmouth. Monmouth has other games in front of them. You never know what's going to happen. The Owls have to go take care of business. You know, Monmouth has to go in there, too, yep. the same way that Kennesaw State does. And as crazy as it is to say, it's not likely it would take the perfect storm combination of events. But the Owls are really not out of the conference race at this point, either mathematically. And for that reason... You just go down and you go out and play as hard yeah. as you can and have your foot on the gas to overuse the phrase I've used all year. I think from beginning to end of each of these games, look up when the dust settles yeah. one step at a time. So if the conference does get away, if Monmouth wins or Campbell, for that matter, wins the conference, this game is huge for Kennesaw State from that standpoint. Because if you defeat Campbell and somehow Campbell defeats Monmouth, right. which again is a home game for him, 
that positions you to where you have the three-way tie scenario, potentially, depending on what the other teams do with their remaining games. And I think it's intriguing. Now, conference aside, the other thing that's still out there is an at-large bid, is a playoff team. You get in the dance, you've got an opportunity. This is a good football team. We know it would be a long, hard road, and you'd literally road because you'd be on the road about all of it if you're an at-large. But look, anything is possible, and there's a lot of football left to be played. Yeah, and and I think that um, Kennesaw State and Monmouth both last year went into the playoffs thinking. Well, Monmouth the year before, actually. Well, I was going to say last year but, Monmouth just missed. Right, but last year they went into the playoffs thinking, "Hey, we may have a good chance at at large bid," and didn't get it. So yeah. controlling your own destiny really is what you're talking about. You lost that opportunity with a loss against Monmouth, but the playoff bid with a team that's been in the top twenty-five, top well twenty-five for. Probably last three years, yeah, twenty nine weeks, twenty nine weeks, and then the the top five here for the last several weeks. One of the top teams in the FCS for the last two years. I think Kennesaw State would have a much better opportunity to make an at large bid than a Monmouth did last year because they were so up and down. But you never know what's going to yeah. happen. You really do never know what's going to happen. And and remember that the first round of FCS playoffs there's a bid process for who's going to be playing where. So yeah. Kennesaw State could put in a bid to host a game in that first round, and then it goes by ranking. So Truth. we will see what happens. But controlling your own destiny is gone. That's by the wayside, but you've got a lot of football ahead of you. you got actually two really tough games. No offense to Gardner-Webb. They've just been down a little bit this year. But going on the road to Hampton is going to be tough. Yeah. Bowie's Creek's going to be tough. You've got to have your head right for those games. And I think this could be get it right between your ears if you go up and, and take care of business against Campbell. Here are Coach Bohannon's thoughts on Campbell. Campbell will have the best week of practice in the history of Campbell football. Kennesaw State's got to match that. Moving into a game where you're playing a team that's undefeated in the league, that's got a chance to win the conference championship, you're on the road. They lost their first game to an FBS program and hadn't lost one until Saturday against North Alabama. So – it's a good football team. They're big and athletic on defense like they were a year ago. Shoot, we didn't score a point until probably eight minutes to go in the second quarter. You know, and then it kind of dominoed a little bit. Um, and then offensively, they got an athletic quarterback that can make plays. And they got three or four running backs, two or three receivers that are all really good players. So they're a good football team. We knew they were going to be a good football team. And at the end of the day, we got to go take care of us and, and go have a great week of preparation and get ready to go to Saturday to go up to their place and see if we can get back in on, on winning track. We got to practice some more urgency. We got to have a cause. I told the guys, I mean, like, dude, if this don't give you a cause, I don't know what cause you're going to have. I'm livid because I don't like getting beat, period. I don't care where it's at. Whatever our cause has got to be, we got to get it. And that purpose and cause has got to drive us during the week so that we can go perform to our very best on the weekend. And I hope with a really young football team, sometimes the trials and tribulations make you who you are. And, and I hope the good and the bad makes us who we are. And you hope this is a huge learning experience and learning curve for a really young football team. And that ain't no excuse. That just is what it is. There ain't no excuses here. We got to do better. We got to coach better. We got to practice better. We got to play better. And uh, we got to do the things it takes to give ourselves a chance to win games. Because we know what we're getting every week. Ain't like three years ago, 2016 or whatever, but we were still under the radar. We ain't under the radar. They're going to get ready to go. We got we to gotta be ready to go every week. And we got away with some things along the way. You know what I mean? That you, you found a way to win and it doesn't get magnified. And then you get beaten and it gets magnified. And that's just the way it works anywhere. 
it boils down to, to great preparation and detailed assignment and going doing your job and and don't let things not going well affect you doing your job. I think that's a critical piece of it. No panic button, but an urgency button. Listen, man, I'm passionate about this freaking game. And and our kids gotta be the same way. You know what I mean? Win, lose, or draw, you gotta be passionate about it. We gotta get that purpose and cause a little more aligned right now. If you ain't got it right now, man, something ain't wired right. So that's just me. So, again, it is the Owls and Campbell, and that is a 1 o'clock kickoff Eastern time. I was going to say daylight, but that's gone now. Right. It is a 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff on Saturday, and, of course, a 12.30 pregame show. Reminder of those frequencies and or amplitudes. 12.30 a.m., 106.3 FM, the TuneIn app, and or WFOM.radio.net. Nathan, as we look ahead a little bit more on this Campbell game, quarterback's an interesting guy you know he's actually in the running for that Jerry Rice freshman of the year award because he's been that good he actually had initially committed to Army and transferred over I think after so I believe he's a redshirt freshman but he's from the area here and coach Bohannon told me this morning that they know a lot about him this guy may be more dual threat and more dangerous as a runner than any of the dual threats and we've seen a lot of them that the Owls have faced well and and their team efficiency in passing is is like 18th in the nation as well they may not throw all that much against North Alabama they were 7 for 16 just for 88 yards but they had some big ones 27 24 and a 20, another 27, game. yeah, a vertical-type game. So trying to make them one-dimensional, and you had it with Kenji Bahar. If he doesn't run it, he can hand it off. If he doesn't hand it off, he can pass it. So Kennesaw State's been pretty good about containing those kind of quarterbacks, but this is a kid that you don't know, you haven't really seen, except for what, what you see on tape. I think they've got some players. And now you also have a blueprint for Monmouth of how to beat Kennesaw State, which could be tricky. We will find out on Saturday. And the one thing Coach Bohannon made the point about this morning, he talks about this all the time. Every year is a new team, a different Mm -hmm. team. Sure, you have some of the same characters, but there's turnover in college football. And now we go back to a point we magnified earlier. It's going to be really interesting to see how the young Owls, and they are a predominantly young team, respond to what happened last Saturday. You'd like to think they come out of the tunnel with blood in their eye and that's not going to happen to us again and get after it, but you're taking on a pretty good football team. I'm going to be interested to see what the level of intensity from the Owls is right out of the gate. Yeah, me too, and I think that um, you'd never want to take anything away from Daniel David, but I think Tommy Bryant has established himself as doing some different things that David hasn't been able to do, and I think you may see a little bit more of Tommy Bryant this game than you would have just that third series but Daniel David is the leader of this team done some great things do not think that this team is down at all it may be kind of a natural process Mm -hmm. here later in the season regardless of how the games are going even if you're up big you're even more likely I think in that scenario to see Tommy more because again he's going to be the heir apparent now and you always are thinking that's all the recruiting everything you're you're always thinking of keeping everything all your resources in place and what's going to help us down the road what's going to help us today and down the road so you might see more of Tommy as we progress through these last three games anyway simply for that reason with Daniel being a fifth year senior doesn't mean Daniel won't start and be the featured guy and the QB1 is is fashionable to say but I think you might see a whole lot more of Tommy maybe to the 
QB1A level as the season winds down here. Well, and I think that – and the reason I mention it is because there's not a quarterback controversy here at Kennesaw exactly. State. Daniel David is your quarterback. You just have a really good backup in, in Tommy Bryant who can do some different things, and you use all the weapons you can. What Coach Bohannon says it all the time, I will do what's necessary to win. I want to use all my weapons – in order to win the football game. That's what I want to do. If I don't have any passing yards and I win the football game, I don't care. If we pass the ball 300 times and don't run the ball, I don't care. As long as we win the football game, that's what I want to do. As tough a day as last Saturday was, you put it behind you because you can't afford to do anything else. There's a lot of football left to be played and still a lot of possibilities and a lot of positives out there for the Owls as we wind down 2019. And we hope that that's sometime in January, but we will certainly see. Well, Nathan, it's uh, great to have you back on board on radio with us. We look forward to the trip up to Raleigh and subsequently Bowie's Creek. Yeah, and I do want to mention one thing is that Kennesaw State women's soccer plays for the ASUN National oh, uh, uh, Conference Championship on Saturday. Good luck to the women's team against Lipscomb. While we're at it, how about, uh, even though we record this on Wednesday, how about a happy birthday to Darnell Holland? One of the great owls in the brief history of the program. That'll about wrap this episode of Inside the Nest. We remind you it's brought to you and presented by HelloFresh. And we will have one of these for you next week, as we will the rest of the season. And we hope it's a season that lasts a long time. One more air reminder. Owls at Campbell. That is a 1 o'clock kickoff at Bowie's Creek, North Carolina on Saturday, 1230 pregame. And, again... Places to get it, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM, the TuneIn app, or WFOM.radio.net. Our thanks to Brandon Joseph. Our thanks to my broadcast partner, Nathan, over here, and our guests on this week's Inside the Nest. And we will talk to you Saturday, everybody. Go Owls. Thank you for listening to Inside the Nest. And tune in all season long for insights and analysis on your 2019 Owls. Inside the Nest is a production of Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh.